Dads, it's time to level up our parenting game. In this episode with Christine Bright, we learn from the perspective of a woman, a mother, and a parenting and family coach about how we can make a difference in the lives of our children and our family. Christine shares how words can make or break a child and leave an irreparable dent in their character formation. So be mindful of which words you choose. Christine highlights the need for change in the ways that society treats dads and the expectations that are being set on us, especially in the eyes of our children. Christine argues that there are narratives right now on social media and in common conversations that need to be questioned because they're teaching the audience the wrong ideas about fatherhood. So dads, let's break free from these misconceptions and relearn our ways around fatherhood because this role, although huge, is also beautiful. My conversation with Christine Bright starts now. You are listening to the Dads Making a Difference podcast, the number one podcast for men driven to live a life of significance. Men who want to make a difference in the lives of their families, in their business, and in the world around them. My name is Cam Hall, founder of Fight the Dabot and leader of the Dads Making a Difference Mastermind. Thank you so much for spending time with me today. Now, let's dive in. Hello, my friend. Welcome to another episode of the Dads Making a Difference podcast. I'm your host, Cam Hall. And if you are watching on YouTube, you know that these surroundings I am currently in are not my home office. I am standing, literally standing in the lake in beautiful British Columbia. I got the cedars behind me. The lake is over here. You can see that if you're on YouTube. I hope the sound is okay because I'm doing this intro live on location from our family vacation. Vacation from family vacation. It's all good. But I'm excited about our conversation today, the interview I had with Christine Bright. And I'm going to tell you a little bit about Christine in just a moment. But first, if you're new here, welcome. I'm so glad that you're here. I appreciate you. Welcome to the DMD podcast. Please go subscribe, review, and share this podcast. That helps us expand our reach and helps us impact the lives of more men. Like I said in the intro, this podcast is dedicated to helping men make a difference in the lives of their families, their community, and the world around them, and in their business. And Christine has an amazing business. Christine's business is called The Parenting Game, and we're going to hear a lot about that in our conversation today. But I want to tell you a little bit about Christine. Christine Bright is an acclaimed parenting expert and author. She was host of two TV shows on the CW Network and is currently an award-winning producer and host at the Parenting Game TV show. Christine is a therapeutic foster parent and is an internationally certified parenting and family coach. And we're going to get into family coaching today. She has over 20 years experience working with hundreds of children and families. And she really helps parents with children who have autism, ADHD, oppositional defiant disorder, and challenging behaviors. These parents who've tried everything to reach their kids, to make breakthroughs in their parenting. And she specializes in assisting parents in going from chaos and yelling to peaceful homes where everybody can listen, cooperate, and communicate. I'm so excited for you to dive in to this episode of the DMD podcast. This is our first female guest. We are so excited to have her here. My conversation with Christine Bright starts right now. Christine, good morning. Welcome to the DMD podcast. 
Oh, thank you. My pleasure and an honor to to, to get on a, a guy's podcast. <laughs> yeah, you know, there's going to be men who are listening to this right now thinking, Cam, what is happening? This is dad's <laughs> making a difference. Um, but if you've been listening to any of these other episodes that we've launched, you know that dad's making a difference is about helping men step forward and make a difference in their family in their community and in their business. And family is such an important part. And we've been focusing a lot on family and we couldn't talk about family without bringing you on. And so (laughs) if you're listening to this right now and you're saying, Cam, why is Christine, why is there a woman on the podcast right now? It's because we just need a woman's perspective on what it means to be a dad who can make a difference, right? And so we'll get into that, but Christine, welcome. Why don't you tell us and the guys who are listening a little bit about your story and maybe I'll I'll go back a little bit. In the introduction, I talked about how you're so passionate about working with children and parents who process emotions. Um, Where did that passion come from? You know, it's been over the past few years where I've been able to put together the why of that. I grew up in an abusive home. So of course I didn't learn that from my parents, how to process emotions and that emotions are a gift. And I also was involved in, you know, abusive relationships, you know, with my marriages. When you come out of that, when you come out of it healthy on the other side and you look back, you really do evaluate what, you know, what was it? What was so damaging? And and you notice it's the words Mm -hmm. that people say over you part that, you know, that's a big part of it. The other part of it is my own moment with my son. When I realized I was bringing unhealthy parenting into our home, by no means was I an abusive parent but I did have those unhealthy pieces that I brought, which was yelling. Mm. And then I had the opportunity to be a therapeutic foster parent. Amazing, amazing experience. And that really highlighted that I was gifted by God to work with kids with these emotional problems. When you work with kids with emotional issues, words matter. One minute you're fine, the next minute you're not. And then how do you use your words to de-escalate? A lot, a lot of my own upbringing, a lot of working with kids and discovering my area of gifting. The next step was when I had the opportunity to work with parents as a childcare professional. There is an issue, they're hiring me, I am in their home 40 hours a week. The privilege and honor to be able to work with families that closely and observe, observe a situation and go ask those questions. What just happened? Why did that go from just fine to now we are in a two hour basket case of tears? Yes. And then I could solve them. You know, I had the opportunity to look at it take what I know, take my own intuitiveness, try a strategy and see if it worked and really figure out what works and and what doesn't work. 
Yeah, there's words matter, and it all came matter. down to how we use our words is what really matters. And there's a reason this episode is called "Winning the Parenting Game," <laughs> because sometimes we feel that we are in that game. I love that you reflected on your experience working with children with explosive behaviors and being a therapeutic foster parent. Because when we were able to connect previously, we, we chatted last week and before we did this interview, and we found that that was something that we kind of had in common. Not that I'm a therapist or anything like that, but I had worked in education with children with explosive behaviors. And so when you brought that up, it just kind of drew me in because I know that that can be a really difficult scenario to navigate. Mm-hmm. And for you to step into someone else's life, another family's life, another children's life, and be able to help them through that process, like that's that's valuable and it's rewarding in itself. But um, it definitely gives yes. you a wealth of expertise in, in speaking to winning at the parenting game. That's for sure. Um, we we mentioned really quickly at the beginning that why is Christine here, and it's because you. You have said that you aim to be a woman's voice in supporting men. Why do you believe that a woman's voice is needed right now in a conversation about manhood, about being a dad, about being a dad who makes a difference in his family? Right now, we are, you know, at this cusp and this push of realizing how minimized women were how our culture was, which I embrace and yes, needs to happen. Unfortunately, what what has been happening is we've been minimizing men to do that. I don't believe anything works well when you have to minimize another personhood to elevate another. And we know that. I mean, we do know that. Unfortunately, humor is great. And we can also use humor to harm. And that is what has happened with our television programming. We make it funny. We make it funny that, thank God, mom is there because dad wouldn't be able to do anything. It's it's funny. We have dad jokes. Okay, I don't want to, you know, get on the soapbox and no more dad jokes. But again, it's a little bit of minimizing men and dadhood to, to elevate womanhood. Music, we see it in our music. We see these songs of women doing, talking about murdering their, their husbands or, you know, their, their partner getting back at a, you know, revenge on a boyfriend and it's funny and it's humorous. And yes, us women go, oh man, I love that song. Cause I really would like to do that again, though, a man could never, ever write a song about that. And, and in what I do, there are just as many females who are very unkind, very abusive, as men, men talk, you know, women talk. It also carries weight when you're supported by the opposite sex. Okay. I'll just give you an example. My friend's like, you're so pretty. That's a great dress. And I'm like, yay. 
But then when one of my male friends or somebody known comes up and says, wow, you know, you look really beautiful today. It does carry a little bit more weight. Mm-hmm. That's what I'd like to do for the dads and men today is I'm hoping that a woman saying, I get this, I realize it, I don't buy into all of it. I actually would not want to be a man in today's society. And I, I, I gotta be careful with that. I mean, you get what I'm saying. I feel you guys are hitting a lot of brick walls and it's not fair. And I want you to know that not all women are, are buying into what's being sold to us. Yeah, there's a narrative right now um, that I'm very conscious of as I'm a dad raising a young girl, uh, a narrative in society about what it means to be a man, what it means to um, to love, to be connected, and how to show that yes. to the females in your life. I, I buy into that. I, I know it's so important and I'm so conscious of that as a dad who's raising a daughter and as a husband to my beautiful wife, Kim. But there's also on the flip side, a narrative about how the, the bar for fatherhood has dropped and we're not expecting enough from our dads or it's okay that, you know, he's just sitting and doing nothing or we expect him to show up late or not be present. And like you said, we see this in the media, we see this in social media, we see this in music. Um, I think it's choosing the narrative that you're going to listen to and you're going to buy into. And if you're truly going to be a dad making a difference, you need to be aware of both narratives, but you don't have to subscribe to both. And, 100%, yes. And I, I think it's, I think you hit it right ahead. You said, I don't want to be, you know, I, I wouldn't want to be a, a male right now, a guy right now. And, you know, there, I agree with that to some point. I think there's a lot of pressure, um, but pressure can be a good thing. I think change needs to happen. Um, there's a lot of issues and you brought it up too. Like there's a lot of issues with men who are treating females in disgusting ways and uh-huh. that needs to change. But that's, I don't feel that that's the majority, but the narrative says it's the majority. So I thank you for coming on here and pointing out that, you know, from a female perspective, that's not the majority. There are many dads out there who are just kicking butt and doing what they need to do, who are e- or the guys listening to this. They're eager to uh-huh. you know, step up and level up and be a better leader in yes. their family. Like these are the things. And so yeah. Thank yes. you for, again, thank you for being here. Well, you know, you're like, are you sure you want to have me on as a female? I said, yes, absolutely. Of course. Um, I want to circle back. And you just said one line when you were kind of introducing yourself. Uh-huh. I think it's really important. You said emotion is a gift. Uh-huh. Um, I'm going to circle back to that. You know, uh, I, I, and when I hear that coming out of somebody else's mouth, I, my body, I just get chills. Yeah. So tell, uh, tell me about that. Tell, tell us about emotion as a gift. No emotion. There's no good or bad emotions. Emotions are how we respond, how we use our emotion is the key. What happens with when, when you get big emotions or you get emotions. So I'm going to start with the easy ones. When somebody's happy and excited, We have no problem celebrating. We don't try to fix anything. We just take that emotion and you're happy. I'm happy. 
what happens when negative emotions are brought to us, the sad, the upset, or disappointment, out of the goodness of hearts, we want to fix it. Mm. Right? You don't yep. want, you don't want to see somebody you love and care about being sad. Unfortunately, the detriment of that is we we can teach our kids, our partner, whoever, oh, that emotion is wrong. I can't have that emotion because everybody wants to fix it right away. I that's why I, I came up with this visual of a gift. It's a gift no matter what it is. And you really need to think about how you are going to handle it. Okay. And sometimes we don't handle those happy emotions really good, especially as a parent, like your kid comes home and they're really happy about something, but you're still brooding on the little piece of work he was yesterday and we don't step into that and, and celebrate it. So think of it when you get an emotion, it's a gift, no matter what it is, it's a gift and it doesn't need to be fixed. It needs to just be acknowledged, acknowledged. I, I am excited with you that you got a hundred percent. As you process out, oh, we are still dealing with how you dealt with so-and-so yesterday. <laughs> oh, your friend said something unkind. Ugh, that's hard. It's a bummer. Mm-hmm. You know, and sit in that emotion and knowledge. And we all know it. When we have those people in our lives that don't try to fix us, they just acknowledge the feeling and sit in it. You know, you just even think about, I really worked on this. I'm in that age now where, where my friend's parents are passing away. So, you know, lots of funerals, you know, and you're like saying, I'm sorry. And I'm just going, I'm like, this sucks. Yeah. This really sucks. What can I do to help? And a lot of times they just need to vent. That's what I mean by a gift. Acknowledge it. And then you can ask, do you need my help? Is there anything I can do? But yeah, it, it's, it's so important to me that we view them as a gift and not as a right or wrong or something that needs to be fixed. Oh, I love that. It's, you know, when you view it as a gift, if I, if I had a gift that I was going to give someone else, what do we do? We dress it up, we box it up, we give it to them, we're excited to give it to them. And to go through my day as a dad, knowing that every emotion that I have, whether I am super frustrated with, one of my kids who's done something or I'm really proud of them or I'm excited or work has brought stress home, whatever it might be Mm -hmm. um, to know that every interaction that I have with them is a gift in some way. Cause I think we bring emotion to every conversation. Absolutely. Um, I'll let you in on a little, not a secret. I've shared this before, but you don't know this. Uh, We went through a process with our family of creating a family mission statement. And so this hangs, we have a deck that's above our door in our house and it says love beyond these walls. And we use it as a filter for any, every interaction that we have. And so my son will He'll, he'll mix it up at school sometimes. Hey, seven-year-old boy. But when he comes home, we can, we can use it as a filter of like, Braylon, what do we do? Like, what does our family do? Like, what's our mission? Love beyond these walls. You know, like he says it like that. I said, no, but what does that mean? 
Uh-huh. We love and we care and we're happy. And even when we're angry, we still love the person. You can be angry at somebody. That is okay. Like, it is okay to be angry. Yes. Be angry at dad. It's okay to be angry at mom. But let's talk about like, yeah, be you, man. But let's let's talk about that and, and why this is important. Um, I think that and leads I just have to say ahead. it gave me chills because in parenting games through the course, I have families write a rally and cry. Oh, I love it. And, and these are your words. It's like you said, your mission statement. This is our rallying cry. This is our filter for decisions we're going to make. Um, you know, I gave an example to, um, I, I was coaching this morning before this call. And I said, you know, if generosity is a word you want to describe your family, is putting your kids in three different sports and being broke all the time, the best move. Mm. Or would it be better that we just concentrate on one sport and then we have the time and money to be generous? It's just like, ah, uh, you know, I get it. Yeah. So kudos to you. I mean, oh, you're, you know, I give you a little bit off on coaching because you already have that step done. <laughs> <laughs> but I, it is, I, it's, yeah. it's, it's a step in your family that I would encourage anyone that I know you would do to yes. you know, go through with their family. Absolutely. Um, I mean, they do it in business, right? In business, they yeah. have mission states, core values. That's what keeps us. We don't always think to do that with our family. Yeah. Um, it brings me to a question that I had. I, I kind of put in, I'm putting you on the spot here because this okay. wasn't in there. I, I sent Christine <laughs> some topics before the episode, but this wasn't in there. And I was thinking this morning, you know, this this podcast is called Dad's Making a Difference for a reason. You know, we we want to do something different. We want to level up. We want to become mm-hmm. bigger, better leaders. And then I started thinking about emotion. And I was thinking about how we interact with our families, all of this. And you, you've written on the importance of passing on values uh, and our preferences. You know, I was, I was reading some of your your blogs the other day. And if uh, go to parentinggamewins.com, by the way, and read Christine's blogs. They're awesome. Uh but I was reading one of your, your blogs about passing on values and instilling values and not preferences and that, you know, if we're dads right now, and if I want to, and the men listening to this want to value emotion in our home and really view it as giving a gift, like how do we demonstrate emotion in a way that is healthy um, and that models for our kids a way that they can process emotion so when they become young men, who are dating my daughter, <laughs> you know, that they yes. are, that they are processing emotion in a healthy way. Mm-hmm. It's simple. It's simple for me to state difficult to practice. Mm, okay. It's the difference between using I and you, I'm feeling frustrated instead of you're making me frustrated. Mm-hmm. Owning your own emotion. And what I I teach is time and space is your friend as a parent. We often feel we need to solve everything right now in the moment. I believe we're all very well aware it usually does not work. Time and space. I'm feeling frustrated. I'm going to go take a break. We will come back and talk about this. You want to freak your kids out and you want to see behavior change, do that because they don't know what to do, right? They know what to do and, and, and they're expecting punishment or a threat. They know how to handle all that. Somebody who's in control of themselves, that puts like a woo 
okay, well, I'm pretty sure I'm supposed to be cleaning my room. So I think I'm going to go do that before dad gets, you know, gets back. So it, it, it can be a powerful motivator, but also you're modeling. These are my emotions and I am having them. We all know how, what comes after that, your response is the game changer. And the response you said, I, I like I versus we, that's really good. And it comes back to, again, something you mentioned earlier about the power of language. You know, you've read, like I said, go to the blogs, read the blogs, but you have blogs that is like, stop saying stop and worst sentence ever. And our words have energy. You focus a lot on language that is being used. Why is language so important as we interact with our children? Um, and as a dad, it's easy for me to be big. Like I'm six, five, I'm big anyway, <laughs> but for me to make myself bigger by raising my voice, uh-huh where I can use the same language in a different way and still get a better, I, I don't want to say result because I don't know if it results we're at, but interaction. So yeah, why is well, language I, so important? Because we internalize what we hear and what people are saying about us. Uh, Brene Brown, um, you know, guys, dig into Brene Brown in her, in her study. She is the one who has really brought vulnerability and without vulnerability, we don't have hope. We don't have deep connection. It's so important. And when, when we say these negative things over our kid, we're hitting their identity. So the key is separating behavior from a child's identity. And pointing to the behavior. And when you say you statements, you know, you're being lazy, you're being whatever. We internalize that. I mean, I can still dig up. We all do. Why do you think therapists make so much money? It's because we internalize things we heard from our childhood and from our parents because they were these you statements and we made them our identity. We have to break free of that. Words are important. Dropping those U's and dropping those Y's out of our language will force you to look at a behavior. I love you. You're awesome. The behavior of hitting your sibling is unkind. I know you're not that type of kid. What have you just done? You have just empowered your child. You have raised the bar, you have, you have protected them and yet will motivate them to change. Otherwise, when you don't watch your words and you go right into punishment and you're yelling, your child grows up to make choices based on, am I going to be avoiding punishment or am I going to get a reward? Instead of that internal value system of, I have control of my body, I have control of my behavior, it is something I can change. I know I am this good kid, this kind kid. So it's what you're internalizing. And as much as, you know, sticks and stones may break my bones, but words will never hurt me is the worst. Yeah, they hurt. They hurt in their worst. And how we process, you know, through it makes a a big, big difference. Again, this goes back to the whole importance of seeing those emotions as a gift. 
if we just jump in and fix, we don't teach our kids how to process through that yuck and land on, this is my identity, not what this person said. Yeah, amazing. You know, when we're talking about identity, I think about, I bring this back to dads, so that's what this is about. Like, who am I as a father? Who mm-hmm. am I? What is my identity as a father? Who do I need to be? There is a big push, just like we were speaking about, you know, the narrative about what men can and can't do or should and shouldn't do when it comes to interaction with females. There is also this push right now. And I'll, I say the dad space or men's literature or coaching. It's this like raw, raw, super masculine, grow the beard, grow the <laughs> axe type stuff. Uh And it's like this big, loud, overbearing piece of this is what it means to be a man. And there's a time and a place that, hey, I like burning wood and throwing axes and doing that stuff. There's important pieces of that, (laughs) wrestling and all of that. But there's also a piece where in that, it's like emotion is like this soft skill, which you, I know you you don't like that. But emotion is like this soft skill that isn't as important we just need to be aware of it and i'm just like no man like it's okay to be emotional it's okay to show emotion you don't have to be this tough strong proud guy all the time the louder i am the better they'll listen to me if i'm loud i listened to your interview um with ryan james miller and he you you brought up like you don't need to be loud to be influential do you mind touching on that because i thought that was a really important point Absolutely. You know, this is I, this is where I get really, really passionate. And I, I love emp- empowering dads. First, I, as a woman, do want to apologize to men because I will own it. I always was not very accepting of my spouse's emotions when they were breaking down. Work was hard. I had suck it up buttercup. You need to support this family. I will own that and have actually gone back to my son's dad and said, I did not handle that. Um, You'll find out I'm a fan of Brene Brown, but this line is so great when she was talking with, with men and vulnerability and, you know, um, this vulnerability brings so many positives. And this gentleman walked up and says, I get it. But you know what? My family, my my wife and my kids would rather see me die on my white horse than fall off of it. Mm. What a powerful wow. description. Yeah. I, I'm going to own this for women. And I don't know, maybe I'll get some hate email, but I'm going to own this for women. Women, we have not done our part providing a safe place for our male partners to be able to be vulnerable. We need to step it up on that end. To be an influencer in your home, really that's what we want. But we think of strength a lot of times as control, um, as, you know, as powerful of the other person. And we need to flip that. And strength is power and control over ourselves and how we manage our emotions and how we relate our emotions to others. Okay. I'm getting there with the influence piece. 
You cannot influence unless you have deep connection. Deep connection comes out of vulnerability, mm-hmm. which means we're back to the gift. Yeah. Own your emotions. I'm feeling frustrated. I'm, you know, I'm feeling sad. Inviting your kids into that because ultimately, no kid wants the perfect parent. That is too much pressure. Yeah. But owning it and being vulnerable and saying, you know, I am crabby. I had a bad day. You know, I'm sad about how this, you know, person, you know, talked to me. You want to see your kids. Dad, if you got daughters, you want to draw your daughters. Oh, dad, you know, you want to teach your boys that this is okay, you know, and be real. Kind of want to punch them in the face. I didn't, and this is how I'm going to handle it and move it forward. You will not undermine yourself. Those deep connections, that's what it takes to be an influencer. And when you have that deep connection, when there are those moments, and I say, have a dad voice, it's not yelling, it's yeah. firm. Oh, yeah. It's, I have a Miss Christine voice. All my kids know it when it's like, you know, when I'm, I'm done messing around. So you can, you can have that tone and that weight to, to get their attention. When you have deep connection and you've been vulnerable, that takes hold so quickly and so profoundly. It's, it's, it's not dismissed. I mean, we all know it. when we have deep connection with somebody and they notice something about us that needs to be changed, and they say it, you pay attention. Yeah. And that, yeah. and, and that's the, this is the most important, but we, we don't get taught that we don't see that, that whole line. We know it kinda, but then we get all this other yuck in there of how I'm supposed to be, how I'm supposed to act as a man. I want to bring it back down to the basics and what science and everything proves you to have deep connection, you need to have vulnerability. And then out of deep connection become gives your power to influence. Amazing. I love that. You know, the deeper relationships that you have is the more influential you can be. And I think about dads making a difference. If you want to make a difference, you need to be influential. And so you can't make a difference from working backwards unless you're building deeper relationships. Mm-hmm. Right. I love it. I love it. Mm-hmm. Um, if you're watching on YouTube right now, you can see there's a there's a sign uh, logo behind Christine. It says the Parenting Game. Christine, you have a program called the Parenting Game. Why don't you tell us about it? So it is it's a coaching program. It's six weeks long, and I, as you know, you can tell, I have a passion for dad. I wanted it to be attractive to men. As I started developing this, a lot of the, the child care websites or, or parenting websites you go to, it's soft music, it's pastel colors. And I'm going, I've worked with too many families. It, you, you feel like you just got out of a rugby match, you know, and, and that it is a game. And pe- parents come to me and they say, I feel like I'm losing, I'm losing, I'm losing. And I'm going, well, how can I get them winning? And I also wanted a structure 
that resonated with everybody. We're such a culture about sports. Most of our kids are in sports, but even not if they're in music or whatever, I, I wanted the, how our brains work to, to achieve sports, riding a bike, anything is also how our brains work to change behavior. <laughs> and we didn't put it in that category because as parents, we're like, you see a negative behavior and you kind of are just grabbing for anything to change that behavior right now. And our, you know, I, it doesn't happen. Right. Then we get frustrated. It's like, I told you to never do that again. And you're doing it again because our brains don't work that way. So the structure of this and what I teach is to help parents um, how they talk to their kids, how they parent their kids, go coincides with how our, our brains work, their little brains work. And everybody gets the sports analogy and everybody wants to win. Come on. Yeah. I mean, you know, Winning's you even get t-shirts. Yeah. I'm winning, you know, yeah. who doesn't like that? And so we, you know, we go through and it's broken up into the fundamentals, just like with any sport, anything in an instrument that you're learning, there is pretty much a set of fundamentals. If you don't get this right, you're just not going to be successful. And then we go into skills, which is skills. I parted down to the four skills we really don't talk about as parents isn't really um, you can't just go buy a book on it. So, so these are some skills that we, we need to know, like understanding the power of follow through and how as parents, we can be pretty flippant. Um, we're very good at having expectations. We are not very good on setting them up. Oh, wow. Yeah. So the, those are, you know, some of the skill pieces. And then we have a whole book, which is part about plays and wins. Here's the play. You do this. This is going to be the result. And we break it down. My favorite part is the last three weeks where we take all of this download of information and within your values for your kids, your direction for your family, we design what's going to work and, and what's the approach. I, I can you know give you this stuff. But as we all know, if you're not buying in and do, you know, what I value for my family is different for another family. And we can have that fluidity in what now, what does this all look like? The other beauty with parenting game, I have worked little kids all the way up. You will not have to. Okay. Let me preface this. It's always good to have a growth mindset. So keep reading yeah, other yeah. stuff. The thing is, you don't have to. It's not like one, two, three magic, which works for toddlers. I dare you to start counting at your teenager and see right. how effective that is. Or, you know, now I'm reading a book on how to handle middle schoolers. And now, you know, now I have adult children and they're not leaving. How do I, you know, get them out of the house? All of this work, works all the way through. You will not have to learn something new. And I'm so confident in it. Because I have used some of these strategies just with little toddlers. It, it's so fun. You know, help me understand what's going on. It gets like this love. Yeah. No, I don't know what you just said. But then you look at them and like, are you better? Yep, I'm better. Okay, you know, there you go. And I have an adult son who's 28. And we've had some rocky roads. And I actually had my friends hold me accountable. Well, are you doing this and this? I'm like, no. 
<laughs> and I'll be like, don't parent game me. Yeah. And I go back and do it. And, you know, my, my son and I just have a great, he wants to hang around me. Uh, so that's, that's what I really love about it is this grows, you know, with your kids. It, I've used it with my friends and, and on my mom, I've coached friends to use it with their parents. This is all deep relational and when you make it part of your life, it is just how I talk. I develop deep relationships really, really quickly. It's, it's awesome. So that, that's what it is. I mean, you'll just, it, it's just will help every, every relationship in your life. You can tell I get excited. Yeah. <laughs> you can tell you're pumped about it. No, that's awesome. Uh, like I said before, parentinggamewins.com is where you can go, but uh, Christine, if someone's out there right now and they want to find you online or connect with you, where can they find you? So my my handles for LinkedIn and Facebook is Christine M. Bright. Or you can also do Parenting Game Wins. You'll find that on Instagram and my Parenting Game Facebook page. The easiest way, you know, through the website, as you said, parentinggamewins.com. Uh, and then they can email me at Christine at parentinggamewins.com. Excellent. And we'll make sure all that information is in the show notes. You have all the uh, connection pieces that you need. Uh, Christine, you have been a treat to interview. <laughs> thank you for your perspective. Yes. Thank you for taking a chance and coming on the podcast. Absolutely. Uh, uh, I appreciate you. So thank you for being here. Yeah, well, I, I appreciate the opportunity and dads are awesome. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you for joining me today on this episode of the Dads Making a Difference podcast. I hope you found value in today's show. And if it made a positive impact on you, please share it with someone you know, leave a five-star review and subscribe so you don't miss out on upcoming episodes. I'm Cam Hall. Thank you for spending time with me today. And I will see you on the next episode of the DMD podcast.